Welcome to Wondrous Moms. I'm Christine Havens, mother of two. And I'm Felice Russell, mother of three. We both got our start in K-12 and now work in teacher education to support aspiring teachers. We know the stresses you are under as educators and moms and want to bring you the best and most helpful minutes of your week to help you get through all the things. Welcome to episode one out of time, too much guilt, and obsession with giving. We're really excited to be here together. Yes, we are. We are going to start out with some crazy mom moments from the last few weeks. So Christine, why don't you tell us one of your crazy mom moments? One of my crazy mom moments is that I'm a mom of a five-year-old who just started kindergarten, and I'm the mom of an almost 18-year-old who just started his senior year of high school. So obviously I'm going in two different directions at once. And on one night I had open house for kindergarten as the same night as financial college planning for my other child. And I was running between the two meetings and not quite knowing which world I was supposed to be in at every moment. Wow. (laughs) Kindergarten and senior. Yes. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. So my crazy mom moment was as educators, teachers, we have to get where we're going on time. When you have a class, you can't be late. That's just not part of the game. So I've been putting my pre-K student who goes to the local elementary school with his two big sisters on the bus and he cries. And it's not how I envisioned my mornings or my back to school going, but that's what we've been up to this school year. There's a lot of tears in the morning. A lot of tears. <laughs> some are ours, some are the kids. It's just, you don't know what you're going to get. And it's hard. You're juggling a lot. And we get that, that moms as educators are often juggling a lot because as Felice said, we have to be somewhere specific. That's the complaint I have when I complain to my husband about juggling is that Your job, you don't have people waiting for you in a classroom, sitting there expecting you to show up. Definitely. Most jobs, you can get there a few minutes late. The world's not going to end, but that's not the same when you have a classroom full of kids. I have a feeling a lot of the educator moms that are listening to this podcast can totally relate to that idea of Mm -hmm. daycare, preschool, school, and getting your kids to where they need to go. But at the same time, that anxiety of, I have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. I have to go to the bathroom and I have to be ready to go right. to the bathroom. And I have to be in front of that classroom full of kids because if I'm not there, then there's a room full of kids with nothing else to do, right? And they're waiting for that one person to be in there to be the helm of the ship. Definitely. I mean, I'm teaching, I'm working at an after school program at my kids' school helping out. And I had a child arrive as we were coming and she said, why weren't you here? I'm not used to teachers not being in the room. Mm-hmm. And I said, I just signed in. It's just a after school thing that I've been helping out with at my kids' school. And it just reminded me of that pressure because yeah. now we're in teacher ed and our students are adults for the most part. They're like 18 and over. So, you know. But they're still waiting for us. They are definitely <laughs> still waiting. They still expect you to show up, you know. Right. But definitely we know what that is like to have to get somewhere and that guilt of having to just stop and leave your personal life and your personal everything, your kids behind and just kind of be on. And that concept of being out of time where you feel like you're actually micromanaging yourself down to the last minute about I have to be here, then I have to be there and I have to pick this kid up, but then I have to be back for my class. And we're always, I feel like almost micromanaging our own time, which can be exhausting and fill you full of guilt if you miss the time, right? Or miss something. 
Yeah. So that's really, we wanted to get into the meat of our why. Like, Mm -hmm. why are we starting this podcast, Wondrous Moms, for amazing educator moms out there? And we're talking about why we decided to put out this podcast as busy working moms in education. We've been brainstorming how we can support other moms that are working in the field. Because we feel like as educators and moms, we deal with a unique set of joys and stressors. Mm -hmm. And we also, I think it it kind of came out of this really organic way because we talk to each other because we're both, we work together, we're both moms. And it's just those little things of, well, this happened to me today. How's that's happened to me? There's one thing I know about human nature and it's we feel more comfortable when someone else is going through the same stress we are or they've experienced it. You feel Definitely. safe. You feel like, oh, I'm in a club. I'm not alone. I'm not isolated. And that's why I think this podcast we thought was so important because if we feel this way, we know there's others out there that feel this way. Definitely. And we weren't finding a podcast that really spoke to us or really had this niche. There's a lot of podcasts out there about moms in general, which could include working moms, stay-at-home moms, part-time moms, all sorts of setups. Or teaching tips on how to do lesson planning. But what I'm finding in my own position where I work with mentor teachers is that they don't really need me to tell them how to be a good teacher. They already know how to plan their lessons. They know how to plan their classroom. What they need is to know how to have a work-life balance. That is, that's what's where they're feeling the most stress because they know how to do their job. They just need some more support, right? Right, definitely. So we wanted to provide a place and a space for us to have conversations with each other as well as invite guests on and have conversations with others who have different jobs, different perspectives, different Mm -hmm. opinions about how they do all the things that they do and how we all are filling those roles as moms and educators. Absolutely. So first, let's talk about out of time. So we have three topics that we're going to talk about today. And the first that we can jump right into is this idea of not having enough time mm-hmm. in the day to do all the things, which of course, as an educator you're, and mom, both, and mom, you're never mm-hmm. going to have enough time. It's very difficult. Like I was saying earlier, I have a kindergartner and a senior. And last week I spent time in three different worlds. I had um, planning for my kindergartner's Halloween party and the treats that I'm supposed to be bringing and the costume I have to get together for him for this week. And at the same time, I was trying to meet the deadline for my oldest son's college application and all of the hoops I had to jump through for that. And then I was also grading my midterms for my college teaching position. So between those three, you would think that you know, oh, you can just do one task at a time, but nothing ever happens as we know, one task at a time, right? (laughs) It ends up being 40 things need to be done this hour at this time. And if you don't, the whole world will fall apart, especially when you have dramatic children who claim that the whole world will fall apart if you don't do their thing first. And so I felt very much out of time. I mean, I always do anyway, but last week, especially because I had so many stressors and things that actually did have timestamps on them, such as grading my midterms, getting my grades in and such and so on. I totally hear you on that. And in a different place, because my kids are really close in age and there's three of them. So they're kind of like a pack of puppies when they're (laughs) in that space between pickup and bedtime and doing homework and getting meals on the table, getting lunch boxes unloaded and repacked. And just, Mm -hmm. I feel I'm just like on a constant treadmill of trying to get the daily tasks done and then do it all over again the next day. Yes. And it is always the next day. And I feel that way too. It's funny you said that because I remember last night after I was finishing preparing dinner for everybody, I was 
while I'm in the fridge, I might as well get his lunchbox out, get it repacked for tomorrow. So I don't forget that later and have that be part of the rush in the morning and forget. So I see, I hear what you're saying. And it's like, if you don't keep yourself on that routine, things do fall apart. Right. Yeah. You can't like, because you can't make up for for it. The same for teaching. Same with teaching, especially with teaching. Right. So we don't want to just be a place of complaint either. So on this podcast, our idea is to kind of figure out like, what are people doing to manage their time better, prioritize things to get the most out of their work life and their family life mm-hmm. um, as moms and as educators. So I think that's one of the goals. Yeah. That sharing strategies, sharing Definitely. strategies that get people because yeah. that's, that's the best part about having like community to belong to when you have these stressors that you can reach out to them and say, well, what do you do? And maybe they come up with a strategy you've never even thought of. And you're like, Oh, there we go. I'll try that. Yeah. And I, you know, both of us, I know have worked in different contexts, both as K-12 and as educators and different kinds of roles. And I would say, you know, it takes a little while to Mm -hmm. find your confidence in whatever setting you're in because the time thing can really depend on where you're doing your work. So as a middle school teacher, that's going to look different than as a teacher educator, than maybe an elementary school teacher. Mm -hmm. So it just really runs the gamut of the setting that and and how you're balancing and your setup at home. If you have a partner, um, if you're a single mom Mm -hmm. juggling being an educator as well. So just so many different ways that the time thing is going to look for everybody. I it think. is different. Yeah. And even like spaces that you work in can be different because some people have a dedicated workspace where they have the time to do that. And some of us don't, we are doing it on the go <laughs> all the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know I've known friends who are teachers who, if they get stuck in traffic, they're like perfect opportunity to plan my lessons for the week. This is it. I'm, I'm in a captive area, right? Well, completely. And I mean, I don't know about how many of you have actually been planning your lessons or mm-hmm. your dilemmas of teaching, or in our case, we do research and writing in the shower yes. and then just these spare moments because yeah. my kids are at that young age of four, six and eight mm-hmm. where they talk a lot and they're like, underfoot. And so and they interrupt all the time. <laughs> right. So if I am not with them, that's my only chance to even think through right. some of the issues that right. I'm dealing with both personally and professionally as right. an educator. Right. Well, I, and I've known teachers who tell me I go out and I'll garden or something mm-hmm. where they know they, their mind can, they can do the activity that's really good for their soul, maybe the nurturing mm-hmm. part, but at the same time, it leaves their brain free to maybe work out those other mm-hmm. issues that would be that and then they get to a more natural answer right mm-hmm. when that happens definitely and i'm kind of guilty as charged carving out time to exercise as often as i can during the week you're really good but at it but that really kind of helps me mm-hmm. at least pay attention to a little bit of time for myself and i do think it's helpful because i can think through things in different ways and come back you recharged. go for a run you could be thinking about that yeah. while you're on the run i mean there's there's ways to do it and i'm not just i'm not trying to suggest everyone should be working every second they have i don't mean it that way I just think maybe there's times of quiet that we find in Mm -hmm. other areas that aren't sitting at a desk pouring over papers, right? Definitely. And I think that's um, a key part. Yeah. So also there's this idea of guilt, which too much guilt as Mm -hmm. educators who feel like we are, you know, a giving profession. And then Mm -hmm. as moms, also that guilt when you're having to think about where you are, where your kids are, what's the correct balance. 
And I think that's something a lot of us are working on, like constantly. I think so. A lot of us, I think Felice is better than I am at it. <laughs> but I, I feel like um, I get that guilt a lot because because we had a child so much later after so much longer after the first one, I have these two different kinds of parents I'm with now. Right. Oh yeah. I have the older parents whose kids are on their way to college. So they've learned how they have to let go more. Mm -hmm. And then I have my five-year-old who have the parents that are right on top of the kids. Cause right. that's what you do at that age. And it's because I'm in both worlds. I don't do a good job. I feel like of being in either one because and I have a high pressure yeah. job that doesn't allow me to be the mom who helps out in the classroom or do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. don't have the time to give that younger moms and, often do. Right. And you commute too. And I commute 45 minutes to where we work. And so for me to do that, it's a lot of planning. It isn't like, oh, I'll just sign up this day. It's like, let me look at my schedule and see what one hour I have to do that. So then I have a lot of guilt over that, that I'm not there more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that whole idea of guilt, I mean, I want to work counter that narrative because I think that as um, working moms and some of us breadwinning moms, you know, the idea mm -hmm. that you should be guilty about providing for your family. Mm -hmm. Like you really shouldn't. And right. or about guilty about giving to a profession that you really care about and you care right. about your students and you care about your work, but it's probably coming more from other societal pressures yeah. and places. It's just been ingrained in how we've been raised in a lot of ways. And I think the, the guilt is higher when your kids are young. I do. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot more pressure on moms, especially to be 100% involved. In and the I elementary school life. And I love that perspective. I do Because too. that's why I like being friends with mm -hmm. moms who have kids that are beyond the years of my kids because it's really helpful. If I yeah. have an issue, I'm like, oh, my kid's doing this. This is going to pass, right? Because right. I don't know if I can handle this if this right. is going on for the next 10 years. So it's always really nice to have that perspective. It is nice to have that perspective. And it's also nice because if you can talk to older moms who've been through it, a lot of them are the ones that'll say to you, stop feeling so guilty mm -hmm. that this is okay. It's okay you miss this. It's okay if you don't do every single thing that you think you're supposed to do mm -hmm. because I think we all worry about that because that's the message we get too is you don't want to miss a second of it it'll go by in a blink that's what everyone always says right and then you feel guilty you're like I'm trying not to blink <laughs> but I'm blinking every day like I don't know how to not blink so you don't want to miss that time and yeah just to kind of jump in that not knowing how to not um feel like a thing, but also this idea, mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to talk also about our third area that we wanted to address was this obsession with giving. And I think yes. that as educators, that's kind of ingrained in how we do our work. It's a, that, kind of in the yeah. job description in a way that you're supposed to be giving. That's what people expect, right? You're a teacher. Of course, you love your students. Of course, you want to listen to everything. Of course, you want to be a part of their lives too. And you do, but you also have your own family. Yeah. And even like with your own mental energy and mm -hmm. time for and yourself. Space. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like, do you think about carving out and knowing that you are a giving person, but recognizing that to be giving, you do need to take some time to be mindful and you do need to take some time mm -hmm. to refresh and recharge so that you can be the best that you can be for everybody that needs you. That's a really good point because, and I mean, any research you read would show you that, especially when you talk about medical research, they, it will show you that how important that time is, that mindfulness, that time for yourself is to recharge you and keep you healthy. 
because you're not going to do anyone any good if you're running yourself down all the time trying to do a million things. You need time to recharge, right? Whether it is going for a walk, for a jog, even some people even find going grocery, you know, shopping, <laughs> well, relaxing. I know lots of moms yeah. who love to get out right. on a solo target right. run. They're like, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it, right? Yeah. And they're like, I'll just run. You know, you stay with the kids and I'll run to Target and I'll be gone for three hours. <laughs> the three hour yeah, target run. Right. Exactly. But there's, there's a reason for that, right? Because it might be the only time you've been alone all day. And it's, and then of course that. you're probably thinking, oh, I need this for my kid's birthday party that's yes. coming up in two weeks that I'm yeah. planning. Or I could get this for my classroom right, because right. that is just how we work yes. cool, as educators and right. moms. It's just kind of. You're always looking for both. Yeah. And you're always trying to fulfill all those roles while you're out, even when it is your time. Yeah. You're trying to take some me time. Yeah. And all of a sudden this obsession with giving is like, oh, well, I'll just plan yes. my kids' um, decorations for their party now that I'm here at Target. Right. I totally do that. I do that. Or I'll look, or especially at this time of the year when you're getting closer and closer to holidays. And if you are one who shops and buys presents, I start doing that too, where I'm like, oh, my mother-in-law would love this, or I should get this for my my sister. And Yes, that mental load. Mm-hmm. That yes, yeah, at you're least always in juggling. my family falls more on me for oh, gift giving definitely in particular. Falls on me. We always, there's a joke in our family that my husband's just as surprised as the person getting the <laughs> gift when they open it. He's like, oh, what'd you get? Even though it's for both of us, he doesn't know. He has no idea what I bought, what I wrapped. It's, yeah, it's because it is, it's often the burden of the mom to do a lot of that. Yeah. And I know that both Christine and I are juggling doctor's appointments and kids with yes. sick yes. issues with vaccinations and yeah. other kind of medical appointments this past week that. Oh, the flu shot. Ooh. You know, I had to squeeze that in Wednesday morning. And then as soon as he got the shot, I had to race him to school. And then I had to jump in my car and come to work. And that's where I have to say I'm having a, a bad time with balance because I would have loved to have worked out. But I, that flu shot threw off my whole morning. Well, I lost my hour to work out. I Yeah, that happens. And that's I, frustrating. I also will sometimes watch a program at night after the kids go to bed mm-hmm. and do some sort of YouTube workout video. Yes. Oh, I'll do that too. Yeah. Because it's your only chance, right? Like, okay, I know it's a weird hour. It's nine uh, at night, but that's I, what didn't. I did last night. See, there you go. It happens. Right. And that's what I should have done. But I was so tired after my day and I taught late a late night class that by the time I got home, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I was shot. I couldn't do it. But I think that's kind of, we're getting into that zone of where we're talking about. We want to really kind of get into this idea of surviving and thriving Yes, your days and weeks and how you're doing that. And so, well, I think for surviving and thriving this week, I think um, for our future podcast, especially, we want to really get into these ideas of um, advice, products you love, tips, tricks, survival tools. Things we're going to talk more about things that we use, but mm-hmm. we also want to hear about um, each week. We'll have each week we'll have a dilemma of the day, and so on episode two we will jump into those dilemmas, ideally coming from people that we know mm-hmm. out in our educator mom lives, but also we'd love to hear from all of our listeners. We're looking at- for wondrous moms, right? Yes. We want to hear where all our wondrous moms are at because we know you're out there trying to survive. And thrive. Yeah. So you can reach us webs at wondrousmoms at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, your dilemmas, and also your tips, tricks, strategies, and how you're surviving and thriving. Yes, I would love to hear that. So sure. Christine, how are you surviving and thriving this week? Do you have something you can share? I have a new puppy. 
And that has been stressful. <laughs> I haven't had a new puppy since I was 16 years old, which was 100 years ago. So I am desperately trying to survive and thrive with the whole potty training and the chewing. Oh, my goodness. And yes. keeping you up at night and crying and all that. It's like I have a new baby is what I feel like I have. I don't know what I was thinking. So I guess my surviving and thriving is hoping this phase passes very quickly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's but it's where so I'm going fun. Through. It's also you have a little puppy therapy. So yes, he is very sweet, but there's a lot of biting right now. So that's <laughs> not the best part of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the snuggle time. I'm hoping that comes. How about you, Felice? Um, I was sitting here trying to think about how I'm surviving and thriving. We have a little girl that's been sick. I I know my daughter is actually upstairs on her bed right now (laughs) as we're recording this podcast. Um, And she is not feeling very well. I think I would have to say one of my survival tips is meal prep in advance. That is a good one. Yeah. So this week I used my Instant Pot as a slow cooker. It does both. I love my Instant Pot. I need to get one of those. I have a friend that just got one. She raves about it. So I just threw some potatoes. Better than a crock pot? Yes. Why is it better? Is it quicker? Well, because you can get things from... In, if you use the pressure cooker feature, mm-hmm. you can get meat cooked and dry beans cooked and veggies steamed so and cooked totally super fast. So it's totally worth the money to I get one. I think so. All right, then I'm going to get one. She sold me on it. Because I need that. That's a good strategy tri- tip right there. Because I did not do well with my meal prep this week. And I usually try to work on mm-hmm. that pretty hard. But the new puppy threw me off. We've only had him four days. And I feel like this has confused my my world and I I'm off. I'm off my, I'm off my, uh, my balance this week because of it. That's yeah. a good one. So I just threw some potatoes and leeks with a bit of, um, in pot with a little chicken broth. Yeah. Left, went to work, came home later in the day. It was done. Added some almond milk, used my immersion blender. All done. And you had a soup. Four out of five of us ate it. Four out of five. That's a, that now that <laughs> is good. Mine is usually three out of four. No, so, two out of four. I'm always looking for meals that hit at least that four to five ratio. Yes, because you have no other option. Yeah. You're not going to get everyone fed. <laughs> we all know this as wondrous moms, don't we? So thanks for listening. And to all the wondrous moms out there surviving and thriving as educator moms. We've got your backs. See you next time. <laughs>